The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, this is the King of Bros, and you're listening to the Rough House Podcast. They're a couple of pussies, but they're not that bad. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and Hispanic people too and all people. Yeah, I got a. Um, oh, oh, we're we're um, going. Oh, we're going. Okay, yeah. I got, I got, a, I got a 12:30 lunch, so oh, we'll, okay. keep that in, we'll keep that in mind. Yes. Hi, everybody. Hi, hello. <laughs> it's it's the rough house with uh with with the sick boy and the birthday boy. That's what you got yeah. going on. <laughs> Look, I've got a, I go to jam packed social calendar, so yes. uh, yeah. just squeezing in some time for sick boy over here. Ah, uh, thanks, bud. <laughs> I appreciate. it. Seriously though, a very happy birthday to our Christoph oh, like a lot. Uh, you know. 29 it's, it's, years young, never yeah, looks better. I wish. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> to not be almost through my dirty 30s would be great. But here we are. Yes, here and we are. And here I am talking into an internet purchase microphone about a bunch of sweaty dudes bumping in, slapping meats in a ring. Could be worse. You could be that. I don't know if you saw this yesterday. You could be that guy who was crying online that Kyrie Singh got, uh, Kyrie Singh got married. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> oh, I was like, man. okay, so here's the thing. You oh, can have man. your favorite female wrestlers and your fantasies and whatnot. God knows you, we do here. Yeah. I, if anybody has heard me talk on this show, <laughs> you, you know about my top five and all this favorite stuff. So the, you have to be in touch with reality enough <laughs> to know that it's a fantasy. Okay. Uh, even the fact that Jordan Grace now lives probably 25 minutes from me. Yes. I'm not going to go stalk her outside where I think her apartment may be around BWI. Uh, <laughs> one, because Jonathan Gresham would destroy me. Yes. And two, because she would destroy me, although I'd probably enjoy that. Right. But there's there's fantasy and then there's reality. reality. And this mm-hmm. this is my this is my reality. <laughs> and um, and yeah, that's that, that's where we are. Sure, you can be upset when something like that happens, but yeah. you know, just just be like me and hope a sex tape leaks. Yeah, uh, and also uh, don't don't put that shit on the internet. Uh, oh yeah, you're you're gonna get raked. Yeah, uh, there 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 is approximately 
zero people who will see that and go, oh, what a good guy. I hope stuff works out for him. Uh, (laughs) Everyone goes straight to Creeper on the dial and uh, just feels really sad for you. uh, Delete your account, homie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not one for cyberbullying, but like, look, come on. You just you just (laughs) kicked the door open to the Internet and said, come on in, kids. Yeah, 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 like full on slashed roast me like that's what's going on here uh anyway he, he basically bent over and spread his cheeks out for the internet to uh to invade yeah. in a very uncomfortable place yeah like uh, the back of a volkswagen oh, exactly call me donnie um yeah. so, <laughs> it's your favorite new kid yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, so uh i i i think that this week uh perhaps appropriately to celebrate christoph's birth uh, will be one filled with mostly positivity about the world of pro rest. Uh, yeah, it's always nice. We had a really kick-ass uh, takeover show Sunday night. Uh, we had probably the best episode of AEW Dynamite to date. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, a Raw and SmackDown, neither of which I can say were good, but both could generally be ignored. Um, <laughs> and NXT was kind of meh. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that there. But uh, let's just let's just hash that cynicism out now let's just knock it out uh breaking news from the wee hours of this morning wrestling observer radio hit the air and it looks like unsurprisingly the wrestlemania card is in flux oh yes you don't say yes now the the way this is uh, this is gonna start it's gonna be like oh well that makes sense well it sounds like that bray wyatt versus roman reigns is off and the general belief, although it's not officially written down anywhere, is Ooh boy. that it will be that which kind of makes sense, Goldberg versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Okay. So the Fiend is going to get squashed in Saudi Arabia to yes. just ensure that nobody watches it. Red lights are coming back. They're mm-hmm. in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And Goldberg comes back with the title. Okay, yes. great. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. Well, there's a bit more. The oh. John Cena okay. Elias match, which we made fun of last week. Oh, no. That's off. And the product of those two things is that John Cena is going to face the Fiend at WrestleMania, right? That's what it's looking like, yeah. Son of a bitch. We've done this before, guys. We've we've done this before. Now, the question mark is... Have they learned from their mistakes? Have they learned from their mistakes and will they have the Fiend go over? Or are they going to take the past six months of actually building a character that, yeah, I recognize the execution's been awful at times, but you Mm -hmm. have to give them credit. Mm -hmm. They went full bore with someone new and different in the top tier. It's something that we asked for. A new character, not a new person. Yes, yes. but they they finally broke out of the mold of John Cena, LOL, Roman Reigns, LOL. All these guys, they, they picked someone different. They rushed him to the top. They kept him at the top. Merchandise sold like crazy. He's one of like... A handful of characters that seems to actually still resonate with the audience, even though the, some of the matches have been terrible. Um, yeah, they're going to possibly either sacrifice that at the altar of Cena, or let's take an optimistic, possibly have Cena put him over. What is the positive product of having John Cena win that match? What does anybody gain from that? Uh positive publicity for f9 coming in theaters this may okay schmucks are gonna go see that movie regardless of john cena's involvement oh sorry you're one of those schmucks uh 
<laughs> they got a rocket car this time, Chris. It's a car with a rocket on it. Yeah, okay. That's they go great. very fast and furious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yep, yep. That's a that's a thing that happens. Yeah. The movie's going to do well regardless. Oh, undoubtedly. Good, good for you know. Good for John getting the getting the booking in there. I'm not sure if Dwayne helped out on that or not. Um, but you know, John's an up and coming action star. Yeah, he's a and family comedy bomb maker. Um, you know, hey, Blockers was good. Blockers. I, was... I enjoyed Bumblebee. Not not that he had a lot to do with it, but he was yeah. in there. Yeah. Um. I, I, look, I have no problem with John Cena taking on Hollywood. I actually enjoyed the first twelve rounds movie way back when. Um. I'm that guy. Yes. Uh, yeah. so... You and friend of the show, Mike George, big twelve rounds guys. <laughs> Just the first one. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen any of the other ones. I think the Miz took over after that. Uh, that was, was somebody Marine. in between. That was Marine. Was he not in Twelve Rounds? No, to, uh, no, no. Twelve Rounds 12 eventually rounds? went to well. 12 oh, Ambrose rounds two right? was. Uh, I think Twelve Rounds two was Orton, and then eventually it went to Ambrose. Yeah. Okay. All right. See, that was an, that was at least an interesting premise. Oh, sure, sure, no, no doubt. But uh, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know how we're going there. Anyway, there's <laughs> there's no there's no reason John Cena should win that match if that match happens. Is what I'm trying to there's say. No reason, but undoubtedly, there's a good chance. So what they should do instead is have that match happen, have them go for, you know, 10, 15 minutes and then, um, you know, drop, uh, drop a coffin into the middle of the ring. Out comes <laughs> Alistair Black, uh, Black masses them both to death and then uh, just goes on from there. You know, it's interesting. That's the one guy who I haven't heard what he's doing at Mania yet so far. And you got to start something with him. I mean, yeah, come on. I mean, he's he's had. And, and you know, we, we talked about it last week about the possible people in the main event on Raw. Murphy and Black have been kept at kind of a decent growing rate on Raw. Credit where credit is due. Paul Heyman definitely has chosen those guys as the next wave. And he's being smart about putting them in matches and angles where they gradually get over. It hasn't been like, let's super push him to the moon. But it hasn't been, let's right. do the, you know five weeks of interest and then drop to the floor as we've seen with countless people looking at you, Apollo Cruz and, um, God, I forgot he existed. Yeah. Uh, uh, Oh God. What's his name? Doesn't just get hype. He stays hype. Uh, Mojo Raleigh. Mojo Raleigh. Yeah. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Oh, and, and Dale gas himself, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, just, just a, a handful of people where they kind of go, okay, we're going to, we're going to randomly push you for a bit, and then they decide, uh, we don't give a shit. There's been a, a gradual push of Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black and, and what have you. And Andrade. I, and, and Andrade, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, when he's not popped for juicing. Exactly. And the, the thing is, uh, I don't know what their mania angles are going to be, unless it's going to be part of some sort of, like, hardcore multi-man tag schmas, you know, where one side is the kevin steen crew and the other right the uh uh seth Rollins monday night crew. messiahs yeah the, they need a name they don't i'm surprised they don't have a name yet but they need a name shouldn't they be like his disciples or something are we going full yeah, like you know yeah, straight edge work. society sort of thing here it kind of seems like that's a an inspiration that that would work uh i i'd, I'd be fine with it but yeah it's just it's it's kind of unfortunate that you have these guys who are definitely getting not a rocket behind them but you know they're being pushed up the ladder and and i can't sit here and say oh they're gonna be in x match unless it's you know the standard intercontinental or u.s title 
ladder match ladder match to do which yeah could be where they're heading well i mean say what you will about seth rollins but having murphy and the aop associated with him definitely helps those guys out oh totally I mean, you know rollins never really panned out to be the person we all thought he could be at the top of the card um despite multiple attempts just never really fired yeah. the whole way um but i feel like you know a uh lower upper card upper mid card sort of uh heel dickhead is kind of his sweet spot mm-hmm. and he's one of those guys that if you need you know a heel challenger for a title he can just be plugged in for that oh yeah um, anytime yeah but yeah um, murphy and black and andrade and dale gas i mean those are four that are out there and definitely you know should have at least something in store for them at mania whether it be a tag match or some kind of showcase match. I mean, Murphy and Black had like a series of, what, 12 matches or so? The best Something of uh, 18 like series yeah. sort of thing. I wouldn't mind a blow off of that at Mania. Mm-hmm. It would probably get stuck on the pre-show. Um, yeah. yeah, unfortunately. But, you know, if rumors are to be believed, um, Trips not having a match this year. Yeah, so that'll, yeah. that'll shave a good hour and a half off the card. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. That, uh, between intros and match alone. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically the fine people of Tampa will actually be able to use public transportation to get home. And that's, that's <laughs> how it's going to work. Um, but yeah, uh, very, very odd mania card so far. And although some things are, could be for the better, I do actually think there would be mainstream interest in Roman Reigns versus Goldberg, as much as it's a match that I could give a fuck about. I the do spear think, off. Yeah. I, I do think that there is, you know, lightning in a bottle there, if put together right um it's just the rest of it who yeah could be could be real rough this year anyway that's the cynical part of the show let's talk about the good shit this week and the good shit kicked off just a few hours after we finished recording last week's show yeah with nxt takeover portland uh nxt always delivers at a takeover and this was no different now I do think that there were moments in this show that kind of showed the the cracks in the current NXT style, um, mm-hmm. namely that there were no less than, let's call it, three of the five matches that were built around the idea of, we're going to go out and have a 30-minute classic. Yeah. And not every match needs to be that, uh, especially when it's one that's not for a title or anything beyond bragging rights. Um, but on the whole, just nonstop action, great work from all parties. Like it, it's definitely going to be one of the best shows of the year by the time the year ends, just a question mark is going to be, you know, where everything else lands. I mean, um, you know, I, I, I thought there were some incredible matches on this show. I thought there were great performances. Uh, there was one match I thought was fantastic until, uh, god-awful finish mm-hmm. um but all in all i thought it was a real great watch and if you haven't checked it out for whatever reason pop it on the network you're gonna have a great time but let's get into it show kicked off swerving us not a tag match no it was the north well, american title match yeah oh. you're mistaken my friend because the yeah. show kicked off with poppy uh <laughs> <laughs> fair point 
Fair Poppy point. performing uh, a couple songs from her new record, which I don't know. I, I don't know how to feel about my opinion of this, but I fucking love that record. Um, Triple H, credit to you, um, Paul. You, you 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 kept throwing it at me, and I'm like, okay, I have the curiosity now. What the fuck is going on with this Poppy thing? And I threw on the new record. I'm like, this is fucking weird and awesome simultaneously. <laughs> so yeah, I'm big into Poppy at this point. It's weird because like her first two records were like straight up pop music mm-hmm. nothing no guitars nothing nothing like that and for whatever reason reason so i don't know she took a trip to norway and saw some churches burning and decided to go all fucking death metal or whatever but right. uh i am into it uh, very much so and her uh her gear was liger inspired did you catch that no i didn't that's yeah awesome. she had the big uh uh oh, hooked the... shoulder pads oh nice that's sorts awesome. of things there so a subtle uh subtle, i mean i don't know if that was intentional or not but that's how i took it uh who knows but, maybe she's yeah. a, a big barisu fan like our, our boy bernie sanders <laughs> that, copy for life that, that reminds me did you see the the video uh going around yesterday of sanders coming out when he was at the rally in nevada and they they dubbed uh stardust over it the, no, the fucking nido theme <laughs> uh has <laughs> oh, got a top-notch theme by the way that is pretty great i did yeah. see a bunch of photoshops there was one of nido sitting in the ring in a chair yeah. giving the uh the fist bump to, Ber- to bernie and yeah. he was sitting yeah. in a chair as well some <laughs> solid photoshops there yeah. him, him at the podium holding out the two belts though is, oh yeah is, that's that's uh, uh that's I, top of the pops right there I, I saw one this morning of i i don't know where they got the photo <laughs> for it but it was uh the lig lij fist bump and they actually put bernie in doing the fist bump with them <laughs> <laughs> so perfect yes i don't know why this became a thing lij bernie but i fucking love hey. it it's it's the best you know what hiromu takahashi probably taking good uh good care of uh by universal health care so yeah, uh you know you break your neck you, I'm, I'm, I'm sure his hospital bills when he broke his neck in uh, in California yeah. called two years ago. I'm yeah. sure his hospital bills were, were out of control. So, uh, you know, universal health care, baby. That's right. All day. That's right. So Sorry, I had, Dave, I had David Starr talking into my ear telling me to yell about <laughs> it. So I had to go. I had to get it in. <laughs> um, but, yes, the, the, the show did not kick off with a tag title match like – many a takeover has and we kind of thought it would last week uh it kicked off with yeah. the north american title match as it was keith lee defending against against donovan Di- uh, donovan dijakovic Blech. easy for me Hoss to fight. say this week yes big yeah. old hoss fight i thought this match was super fun uh just the right mixture of big spots big moves and also really fun character work if there's Anything that yeah. I can point to is to, you know, where Dijakovic and Lee have improved their game while under the WWE umbrella, it's they've become characters. They've, yeah. they've become larger-than-life characters to go with their larger-than-life bodies. Uh, Keith Lee is a star and a half right now. and God, he just exudes charisma. It's like yeah. dripping off of him. And, 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 I mean, he's kind of everything the typical WWE, you know, star isn't. Uh, by the way, did you just have a ghost? What, yeah. what was that? I don't, know, I don't that... know what the hell that was. I heard something, and I'm like looking around. I don't know if, uh, you know, maybe all my smack talk on The Undertaker is catching up to me. And he's making a very <laughs> long walk in from my front door to murder me. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he's, he's going to kick down the door and just go, blue lives matter. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, Keith Lee does not fit the standard WWE mold. I mean, yes, he's a big guy, but he's a big guy, and he doesn't look cut 
Like he, yeah. he, he kind of looks kind of jolly, you know? <laughs> um, and uh, he's, a, he's a chunk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh Lord. He coming. Uh, he, oh Lord. He coming. Yeah. Uh, he is, he is a big chungus and we love him. And, yes, uh, we do. and I just thought this match was great and it felt like an awesome blow off for the feud, which of course is why on Wednesday they set up another match. I'm not opposed to another Dijakovic Keith Lee match by any means, but that's just one of the many things about NXT on Wednesday where I was like, wait, what? Why is this happening? Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a good answer for that. I was yeah. going to come up with, you need time to fill, but there's a whole shitload of other people there who could yes. fill time. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but awesome match. Awesome opener. Real star making moment for both guys. Loved every second of it. Um, then we went to the street fight between Dark Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox, and I adored this match. Like, yeah. it was just... Well, 90% of it. Yes, yes. Up until that damn finish, it was just yeah. brutal and violent and inventive and crazy and uh, fucking... Uh, was it uh, Tegan who hit... Was it Dakota who hit Tegan or Tegan who hit Dakota with the trash can lid? All I know uh, is I thought I saw a shoot murder on television. <laughs> yeah, like that thing was straight up caved around her head. Yeah. Whichever her it was. I don't know, as we can go at this point. Yeah. But yeah, there were there was a lot of um a lot of fun, innovative stuff in there, like you said, and didn't seem to really overstay its welcome. It kind of just, you know, they went along, they did what they had to do, they were telling their story, and it was the typical, you know. Um, baby face sort of okay no this this isn't enough punishment I have to for everything you did to me I have to inflict more damage and then that's their hubris that uh, that gets them murked nearly killed by uh, by somebody shoving them onto a table um, so Raquel Gonzalez yeah she who used to be up. Reina Gonzalez. Yeah, she pops up out of the blue at the end of the match. And I, I'm going to be honest, when the person ran up on the apron, I was like, Sonya Deville's running in? That's what I thought, yeah. Because it, it definitely looked, because remembering Reina Gonzalez, she had like the the blue jean chaps um, yeah. was her ring gear. Because she did a couple, you know, matches yeah. on NXT proper and was in a May Young Classic or two. Exactly. Um, but it, it, she wasn't wearing that and didn't look like it, and they changed her name, so I had no yeah. fucking clue. It wasn't until uh, it hit the Google machine, I was like, "Oh, it's, it's her." Yeah. And the, then the, I, I think the thing that was most frustrating was on commentary, like, "That's Reina Gonzalez," and I'm like, "Who the fuck is Reina Gonzalez?" Like, I know. The, that that's definitely one of those scenarios where they could have been better by, "Oh my God, who's this woman?" Yeah, yeah, because uh, you right away nobody yeah. would have been like, "Oh, it's that broad." Who were the the blue jean chaps from the May Young Classic? Yeah, yeah, nobody's thinking that. So it was it was this really awesome, really violent, really crazy match. They go to the finish. This large broad runs in, hops up on the apron, pretty much murders Tegan Knox by completely missing the table. Like I don't know that if it was, was she hit the wrong part of the table or Tegan Knox who lo- appears to weigh 98 pounds soaking wet yeah. uh, just wasn't enough to, Hey, uh, to, to break through the table. Just this, this, I, 
I think her midsection weighs about that much. The rest uh, adds another yeah. 20 pounds, but uh, yeah. uh, but in all the right ways, trust mm. me. Um, yes. But yeah, it, I don't know. It, I thought like her neck may have been broken on that. It did not look yes. pretty. Uh, and I was, was like cringeworthy. It's like, oh, shit, go yeah. finish. Yeah. And, you know, what looked like it could be a really brutal, violent, definitive end was just another chapter in the book. Um, right. I mean, why do you have to continue? Why do you have to align Dakota with somebody? But she didn't even seem like she knew what was going on. Right. So it was that was confusing as well. It was just a, a muddied um, kind of cluster at the end of what was a really good street fight. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I flat out texted you right after. I was like, that's a match I would have thrown all full five at. If it yeah. worked for the finish, because I just thought it was so innovative, so hate filled, so like it, many times when I watch women's wrestling, there is and, and, and I, I hate saying this because there are a lot of great, especially now women's wrestlers. A lot of times I watch women's wrestling and it's like I feel like I have to grade on a curve yeah, because it's like. You know, a lot of them are like 75% of the way there compared to their male counterparts. It's just kind of an unfortunate thing, whether it's because, you know, lack of training, lack of other women they can work with, whatever. They're not entirely as seasoned. This just felt like a killer street fight. Yeah. Regardless of who was in the ring. And I adored it. Like the hate was there from the jump. And that finish was just such a fucking fart like it was... yeah and it's it's you know it's the first uh if we're getting into the the kinks in the armor of what nxt is right now they don't know when to end feuds yeah <laughs> they just keep shit going like this seemed like the perfect place to blow it off like i don't know what they have in store for her but it seemed like they're uh, for gonzalez or whatever but it seemed like there are a number of people who um are ahead of her in the line for chances and opportunities yeah i, I, don't, yeah. I don't know i mean the nxt women's have is pretty stacked like when's the last time we saw eo shirai yeah when's the last time we saw candace LeRae mm. doing anything of note like yeah. the the fact that she's basically just been reduced to being mrs wrestling nine times out of ten you know yeah. it's just it's sad um but hey that's where we're at and then chris remember when we were talking about the new beginning shows in new japan and we yeah. talked about taichi versus okada and yeah. The, the main thing we had about that match was the closing minutes were really, really good, yeah. but not everybody needs to go 30 minutes. Yes. You don't need to hit 30 just to say you hit 30. You can have a really great 15, 16, 18 minute match. Yeah. You have a great t- four minute match. Yeah. Not, not that I'm saying those two deserved a four minute match. Yeah. Although there was part of me that thought it would be a quick squash and that was it. Yeah. Which I think actually would have played better into what happened later in the night. But yes. what do I know? But here we were just a few weeks later watching Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano. And I was replaying that exact conversation in my head. Yeah. The last 12, 15 minutes of it were awesome and violent yeah. and hate filled. I, I thought it was great. I, I, I really felt that Finn Balor didn't like Johnny Gargano, especially after the finish where he just sort of. Sit, he continued to sit on him and hold the finger guns to his head and well like, he teabagged them yeah, yeah 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 and, and like johnny kept trying to push it off and finn yeah like there were a few moments where it looked a little shooty like no 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 i'm gonna keep staying here and yeah you know re- make you recognize your spot like i i loved that but Smell there was like grundle gargano yes but there was all of this 
crappling in the beginning. And yeah, it built, it built, it built, and it paid off into the finish. But we know they can do that. Yeah, we know they can do that. And also, my understanding was this match was because of the fact that Finn put Johnny on the shelf. Yeah, this was a grudge match. Also, Finn really didn't give a shit about Johnny Gargano. So why is he going hold for hold for this guy and not just trying to be an absolute asshole the whole time? Yeah, just start out murking each other. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, I I, I agree 100% with yeah. you. I was, you know, uh, at some point in the match, I guess maybe, you know, seven to ten minutes in, I was just like, okay, well, this is, like, I, I could tell this was going to be going on for a bit. So uh, I just, you know, took my phone out, started scrolling through Twitter, and I think it was Wrestling Inc. said, what are you guys feeling about this match? He's like, well, I'm looking through Twitter right now, so that pretty <laughs> much explains it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it really kind of said all that needed to be said. Like, it, it wasn't a bad match by any means especially the second half of it yeah it's just why did we need two halves you could have just come out guns a blazing and it would have been so different from the other matches on the card especially knowing that we had four like quote-unquote work rate matches on the show yeah and that's the thing there wasn't a lot aside from the i guess um the street fight match yeah there wasn't a lot of variety uh it was all pretty much work rate matches everybody going hold for hold and and indie standoffs and a couple holy shit moments and a fight forever every now and then typical nxt crowd chants yeah but you know and it speaks as much as we you know bestow blessings upon new japan for amazing work rate but a lot of times you know, the first 10 minutes of a, of a main event match, you might as well not even pay attention to because it's not yeah. going to be anything worthwhile. And that's not the um, that's not the takeaway you should have from watching a New Japan match, like uh, to emulate it uh, spot for spot and mm-hmm. kind of do that style of match. You should yeah. really, you know, cut the first 10 minutes or fast forward it and and get to the shit. Exactly. And and, and the thing is, you know, even as as we. You know, if someone's listening to this and going, well, you guys like New Japan, you guys like AEW, like all that, they tend to put together their cards in a way that, you know, in the case of New Japan, it builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. You know, you you can see the length of the matches go up over time. You can see the style of the matches change as, as the as the card goes on in the case of AEW, especially as we saw this week, it's like a a buffet style thing. You know, you're going to get this type of match or that type of match. And, yeah, there's going to be a work rate match in there. Um, uh, it, it just felt like I was being stuffed with yeah. the, the same thing again and again and again. Having a cheeseburger is awesome. Having a cheeseburger seven days a week for every single meal, you just kind of go, <clears throat> all right, I'm good. I need something else. Yeah, um, a blood it, pressure medication. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's that's what this felt like. Like I, I would have enjoyed some of these matches if they were the match of that style yeah. on the card. Um, but especially by the end of the night, I was just like, all right, how much more do we have? Um, but especially since the, the main event really, really took it to extremes and not the, not the good kind of extremes. Yes. Um, but, uh, Finn Balor goes over, he's the face of NXT now, I guess. Um, and then we had the NXT heel heel face. Yes. (laughs) Uh, then we had the NXT women's title match, Rhea Ripley against Bianca Belair. Uh, unsurprisingly, Rhea Ripley goes over here. I thought this match was fine. I just feel like it never felt that extra gear to be a blow away match. Um, there was definitely one. The the finish came a little abruptly. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there was one spot where I thought, uh, 
Rhea Ripley legit popped both her ankles as she oh, took yeah. a, a back body drop to the outside and landed feet first. Which yeah, that was yeah. that was my favorite. Um, that was my favorite on the Royal Rumble game on my Sega Genesis, back <laughs> in the day, yes. where you could do a Royal Rumble match. So you would Irish rip them into the ropes and then do the back body drop out of yeah. the ring. Yeah. And I, you know, just did it for everybody. As soon as one person would come in, another one gets back body dropped over. Uh, but, you know, in a 16 bit form, you're not going to break both of your ankles on it. Uh, exactly. in, uh, in, in a very hot Portland or hot crowd of portland you could definitely shatter some bones in your lower extremities yes yes it, it, it could have broken very bad and we could have had a, a very sad short story about the career of rhea ripley uh about how she could have had a wrestlemania moment and then didn't um yeah. but uh match was over charlotte flair sneak attacked grabbed a microphone said she was taking the mania match uh posed with the nxt women's title and then on her way out just randomly attacked bianca belair which uh, apparently is to set up a match this coming week on NXT, yeah. but uh, it was just kind of like, oh, well, that's weird. About as weird as as uh, Bianca Belair just popping up in the middle of a match to cut a promo on Charlotte Flair this week on NXT. Again, weird episode of NXT this Which week. Which was the second un, uh, interruption promo of the show, yes. uh, which is weird in itself. Uh, I, I didn't mind the women's match. Like you said, it didn't really kick into that uh that next gear but i thought you know what they did was good and entertaining and they kept my attention and you know i really like both of those competitors so i was you know i was in on the match yeah now for as much as i shit talked finn balor and johnny gargano for going as long as they did and all of that well the same card had a perfect example of when and why you should go as long as the as you do yes. as we had the NXT tag title match we have new NXT tag title excuse me new NXT tag team champions mm-hmm. as the titles have been moved from the former Red Dragon now undisputed era members Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish to our brand new champions the Broser Waits Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne this match was fantastic yeah, it was it was my match of the night. Sorry, yeah. Keith Lee and, and Dijakovic. Yeah. Um, but there's something about the way, you know, uh, really, I don't know who I think I probably have to give the credits on Disputed Era uh, yeah. to Red Dragon for really, you know, making the match what it is by, you know, bumping and feeding for, you know, the hot tags and and everything, but also working their shithead heel style. And they've been tagging for so long. They're such a great mm-hmm. team. Um, and the fact that Riddle and um, Dunn keep coming up with innovative uh, tandem offense yes. is, is very exciting, which they continue to do on Wednesday's show with the great mm-hmm. match against Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch, whom I always love seeing in there, yeah. one and two-y. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's NXT top-tier tag team wrestling yeah. at its best is is unfuckwithable. And, man, that match was so much fun. Matt Riddle, pull the fucking trigger on the guy. He's yeah. such a fucking superstar. Yeah, he talks a lot, and, yeah, he's fucking smokes a lot of weed, I'm sure, and he has a mushroom tattoo. But, man... That guy just is charisma and talent, and he's he's a total package. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, he's he would be Jeff Spicoli world champion, but he would be amazing. He uh, he is such a star. He it, it just the crowd loves him, um, mm-hmm. and and he's definitely one of those uh, examples of of a guy who makes the people around him better. Pete Dunne's yeah. found this weird anti-charisma with him. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how it works. Uh, Pete Dunne is so dour and so indi- like literally Pete Dunne throwing a shrug is my new favorite thing. 
Um, They're legitimate polar opposites, and that's yes. what makes it work. Yeah, and uh, it's it's just super fun. I'm glad they have the tag team titles, but yes. it's still just like okay. Let's get that belt off of him as quickly as possible because you need to shoot him to the moon immediately. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's, what, 34? Yeah. Um, so there's still some time. He's still in great shape. Like you said, yeah. you know, he's got the look. He can talk. He's relatable. He's not like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, can, I, can't, I can't heap enough praise on the Matt Riddle at yes. this moment. Um, but I'm also really enjoying seeing them together as a tag team. So it's definitely a uh, double-edged sword right there. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, what other... I mean, who else are they going to feud with? You know, the Forgotten Sons. Yeah. Well, uh, sorry. The Forgotten Sons are now apparently going to feud with um, the Grizzled Young uh, Vets. Okay. Yeah. Great. There's a fast forward right there for me. That was a really weird promo, by the way. Uh-huh. The, uh, the Forgotten Sons promo. It looked like Jackson Riker was going to kiss uh, Wesley Blake. Yeah. No, no, like, not his, mega country. They're not going to. No homo. No, he would have said no homo afterwards. Yeah, you know, that's fair. But that's so fair. that would have avoided it out. Yeah. But he definitely, like, he grabbed him, like, by the neck and was like, looked like he was just going to go in for one. I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah. let's do this shit, man. Yeah. Don't you talk about America. This is the land of the free because we got guns. Suck a dick. No, wait, don't suck a dick. That's gay. Don't be gay. Yeah. Maga. Yeah. <laughs> but then we had our main event of the evening and it was the and then main event <laughs> yeah it was it was the best of times it was the worst of times chris it was it was the blurst of times yes it was everything good and everything bad about nxt main event wrestling in one incredibly long match uh, what was the total time for that it had to be pushing 40 uh, I, I, unfortunately, the recap I have in front of me, just to make sure we hit all the notes, uh, does not include the time. Um, maybe our friends at Wikipedia do. Uh, but as we were talking about before we started recording, this was the Shawn Michaels special in every mm-hmm. good way and bad way. Uh, every single finisher you could think of was kicked out of multiple times. Uh, every single bit of the ring and outside the ring was used in crazy ways. Uh, people kicked out at 2.999999 repeatedly the melodrama yeah. was strong and then we had a finish that involved run-ins from every single member of the undisputed era and the unexpected heel <laughs> turn of one jonathan q gargano what's the key stand for q, q. <laughs> oh, okay yeah it's like homer j simpson yeah it's like q u e u e johnny yes. q <laughs> yeah he's he's very good at getting in line He's very good. Well, yeah, he line. goes to the front of the line whenever he's fucking around and getting yeah, title shots I, I, and shit. I know, right? Um, so, so that match went 33-23. Oof. So uh, just to, to circle back, uh, Keith Lee and Dijakovic went 20-20. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kai and Knox went 13-24, which, like I said, they had, went at a good clip. They didn't overstay yeah. their welcome. Uh, Balor and Gargano overstayed their welcome, 27-22. Ripley and Bianca Belair had 13-30. Um, and then the Broserweights and the UE, 16-58. So they got all that shit in in a nonstop ball-busting 17 minutes. And, yeah. you know, you almost double that up. For, for the main event, which it did not need to be in any way. No, no. I, and it was a very good match, but it was, it was just... performed well. It's just, it was so much. It was so much. It was, it was the, uh, it was the golden corral of pro wrestling matches. 
Yeah. Uh, it, it, it had everything. There was even a chocolate waterfall at some point. I, I don't know why, but there was. Uh, I mean, you had crazy spots like the wheelbarrow, excuse me, wheelbarrow suplex yeah. from uh, Adam Cole onto the edge of the commentary table on the outside onto which Champa, which looked brutal. But on the replay, it was pr- it was pretty clear that. Uh, it got like the shoulders yeah Yeah. um really i mean this is where it kind of you know to go full jim Cornette. this is where it went off the rails for me yeah when cole hits a panama sunrise on the outside yes rolls champa back in the ring and champa just springs up like a fucking uh, teddy spry chicken ready to ready to go to hit project champa or whatever i'm like come the fuck on like you know to to take that spot and put it up against earlier in the night where um keith lee hit the big um liger bomb and the momentum legit shot dijakovic up and like you know but he was still he was hulking up and selling at the same time yeah like that that was like a moment like oh fuck yeah shit's about to go down yeah not but it wasn't an eye roll where it was when when champa popped up after a fucking destroyer on the outside right like, like nothing had happened i'm like Ugh, come on guys yeah it just it just was one of those things where it was excuse me way too much of a good thing and you know i i it made me feel like and and i've seen movies like this where you're just like if there was a, if there was a no guy in the room if there was someone in the nxt agency department who just went all right, those are ten great finishes. You get seven, <laughs> or or you get yeah. six, or you get whatever. Like, I don't know. It 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 just. I understood that the idea was Champa will do anything and everything to get his title back, and but he's also a human being. Yes, and it just it was just too much. I'm I'm fine with Gargano turning heel. I'm fine with them finally having the big blow off to Gargano Ciampa over Mania weekend because we didn't get it last year. I'm fine yeah. with that. It's just it, it just hit a point where there was too much going on and I started to phase out of caring. Is is this the Shawn Michaels curse? I think so. I think so. Just, you know, Shawn Michaels just getting uh, a canvas that he can go far too far on. Yeah. I, I think that's where the problem lies. Like he, no one's going to tell Sean. No. Yeah. You got, you got to rein these, these boys in a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, I mean, it was a great show. I thought that was a very good match, but it just went so far for so yeah. long that I started to zone out on it a bit, especially yeah. when you, just like you said, the the Broserweights uh, undisputed era match was half the time, and it felt twice as impactful. Yep, and entertaining. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you know, I don't know what the uh, what what the fix is. Um, maybe if there was one fewer match on mm-hmm. the card, it may yeah. not have seen that long. This was the first, I think, six match takeover card that right. we've had. Right. Um, I, I I don't know what what the fix is um but you know it's just too much of a good thing is a good thing and this was too much good wrestling but everything didn't really sync up storyline wise yeah yeah i'm i'm with you um but all in all still a recommended show still a great time to watch it just know that you know there may be times where you're checking your phone and going good lord is this match still happening um anyway from one great show to another great show, this week's AEW Dynamite. 
was probably like the best two hours of wrestling television in ages. I, I, I have a hard time recalling a time I liked a two hour episode of Raw or SmackDown or Nitro or anything like that since you know, the early two thousands just front to back. This was an all killer, no filler show in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and you know, maybe we're a little biased more on that. Maybe later this week we'll find out, but it was uh, a great, he didn't talk about some of it. We can't obviously can't say everything, but, uh, he talked about it on his show. So we're fair game to talk about it. Our boy, Justin, uh, founder of this here podcast was down in Atlanta as a guest of AEW for dynamite this past Wednesday. Um, he had a bit of a, an audition. Yes. And we don't know what happened. So, Um, uh, what I will say is we wish him luck in his, uh, in, in, in this audition. Mm -hmm. He said he rubbed noses and bumped elbows with a, with a fair amount of people backstage. Mm -hmm. Um, specifically one person, um, a a certain, uh, rock and roll Ayatollah who remembered him, uh, by face and name, which is always a, a fucking amazing thing to hear of somebody that, you know, um, and I will also say may not want to miss AEW Dark this week. Yes, yes. Definitely uh, give that a spin. You may see a familiar face on the show. We'll see what happens. Maybe. We don't know. And, uh, you know, from that point forward, it just turns to a game of how many comp lists can we get on? That's yeah, that's exactly. really what it is. If you point. think we're not riding those coattails oh, all the way to fucking Jacksonville, you yes. are barely mistaken. Exactly, exactly. How long can I keep a work-from-home job going from the road? That's the question, Chris. I've, I've been riding those coattails for about a decade now. <laughs> uh, so um, I, I'll show you the ropes, Marty. Sounds good. Sounds good. But the show kicked off hot with the Tag Team Battle Royal. I really like the way they handled this. Basically, for a team to be eliminated, both members need to be yeah. eliminated. Basically, if one member was out, well, the other guy still gets a chance to survive. And the way that AEW does battle royals, that first casino battle royal aside, is always so fun. There's storytelling, there's all these moments. It's all about giving each team a shine, a moment, a scene, yeah. a sequence, something like that. Um, everyone looked great. Uh, there, there were such fun little moments, you know, whether it was, um, Orange Cassidy and the bunny, uh, getting yep. into it with each other, or, um, Shima apparently considering an offer from the Dark Order, or yep. um, uh, Sammy Guevara yeah. getting murdered in the yes, ring. Yes, Sammy Guevara getting murdered live on television. The the yeah. second straight murder of the week. Um, uh, the Butcher and the Blade looked fantastic. They, yeah, this was like a big coming out party for them. Uh, Luchasaurus looked like a beast. Hell, that whole sequence between Butcher and Luchasaurus. Yes, was I was so just good, say that. so tremendous, proud and powerful. Always looking great, looking like they are the best, 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 the best. Uh, and and you had uh, Matt Jackson basically doing you know the the old Shawn Michaels style, uh, you know, battle to not be eliminated, and he ended up being the last guy in there. And uh, yeah, we're building to shock of shocks, the young bucks against (laughs) Kenny Omega and Hangman Page at Revolution this coming Saturday. Yeah, and another thing is that uh, even 
as the battle royal started, I liked that not everybody was in the ring. I liked that everybody was surrounding the ring. Mm-hmm. The bell rang, and then everybody dove in and then started going at. That was such a cool visual. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I've ever seen a battle royal start like that before. And it was like, well, that makes a lot more sense. Where it's like, okay, faces over here, heels over here, tweeners on the other side. Right. Ding, ding, ding. Everybody go in and go to town. That was yeah. that was really fun. I enjoyed that. And all the other little highlights you just picked out was great as well. Um, I do need to see Luchasaurus start getting some of these matches with these big men, though. Yeah. Um, I know he's doing the tag team bit, or at least, or at least do give us a butcher uh, blade match uh, against um, Jurassic Express because yeah. I, I want to see Marco stunt uh, inter uh, interact with the bunny on the outside because I yes. think that would be hysterical. Yes. And I want to see the blade uh, throw Marco stunt into row number twenty and Luchasaurus <laughs> kick his head off for it. Um, yeah. But yeah, the the battle be royal. Sure, be sure to do that at one of the shows that are a bit more highly attended, so someone actually catches Marco. That's the important yes. part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Land all awkwardly on some uh, fucking empty seats there. Right. Um, but yeah, Bucks versus uh, the. We still need a name for Omega and Page. I feel like the. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 just Kenny Omega and Adam Page. I feel yeah, like they they, need, they, they they need a team name. They do need a team name. Uh, Cowboy something. Yeah, I don't know. It's not nothing's coming to me right now, but we need to work on that. Um, but yeah, I'm sure that match will be fun. What the end game is, I'm not sure. I know you sent a link that I didn't get a chance to read the other day. Yeah. Uh, what was it about? If if, uh, if Omega is turning heel? Yes. Yeah. The 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 suggestion that was given uh, from one of the guys over at uh, Cage Side Seats, which I hadn't even thought about, was what if the the end game of this isn't. Hangman Page turning on Kenny Omega, but Kenny Omega turning on Hangman Page. The idea of basically unleashing that heelish version of Kenny Omega we saw a bit of in the John Moxley feud and mm-hmm. having that be what sort of catapults Omega back into the main event scene as a solo okay. guy. Just, you know, huge egotistical, you know, he is he is believing his own hype. Kenny Omega. I think that'd be actually really clever and and probably the smarter way to go because the crowd <laughs> loves this version of Hangman Page. Uh, yeah, it, it, they 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 did a good job at rehabbing and slowly getting him over. Yeah, and and right now he is you know one of the top stars in the company as we saw later on in the night in an incredible match. More on that in a few. Uh, but um, yeah, Omega I think being the one to turn heel, or Omega and the Bucks collectively being yes. the ones to turn heel, yeah, would be a, a, a smart move. And hey, it could also lead to some things that I've been wanting, like the proud and powerful face turn, which I know is just yeah, just bubbling at the surface waiting to happen and something i I was thinking about the other day after that show is about the about page and him getting over and everybody's like hey man drink my beer drink my beer you remember when um we had justin on talking about the first dynamite show and how Mm -hmm. the concession stands were empty and nobody was was buying uh concessions and stuff like that yeah if this is their way to subtly get people (laughs) to buy beers in the front row so that page may drink them fucking genius work right well done well done surprise surprise the t-shirt company has figured out how to sell things (laughs) with a boatload of new designs every week it seems god damn it and some of them are really good (laughs) come come on come on uh pwts do a do a pay-per-view weekend sale i beg of you 
Uh, yeah, that, that sounds seems like they may do that. If not, we're waiting till Memorial Day. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, then we ran into a ladies match. We had Chris Statlander going against Shauna. Uh, I thought this match was perfectly fine, perfectly fun. It, it put over both uh, competitors and basically made Chris Statlander look like the uh, the let's be honest, actual kind of beast she is. Um, mm-hmm. She's She's got some mm. serious strength uh, going for her. Something that you and I were debating over text, though, was whether or not Jim Ross's commentary helped or hurt it. I thought Jim Ross being the guy who suddenly didn't give a shit about Chris Statlander's storyline, uh, I thought that was funny as hell. I thought it was too, okay, grumpy old man doesn't want to put over crazy, stupid gimmick. Um... I was it, it just you know I was like come on man you're there to sell the product you yeah, know yeah. sell the fucking product don't don't dismiss this storyline that's this whole you know background for this person it just seemed you know I, I think if it weren't for the fact that Excalibur were so excitedly explaining it I would have felt more like a burying it, 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 instead it kind of continued what it feels like the the commentary booth feel is which is you know jr and tony are the out of touch old men and excalibur is you know the excited voice of now being like come on guys if you gave this a shot you'd really like it well tony goes along with everything tony loves yeah. everything yeah to- it's, it's tony it's Schiavone JR. is having the time of his life right now jr is is the old curmudgeon it's yeah. just i don't know jr get rid of uh, of the two j's Get rid of Justin Roberts or both both JRs. Get both yes. JRs fucking out of there. Yeah, and I and, I, and those are those those are two of my hangups on AEW yeah. right now. Are the two JRs? Throw Genesis a JS JRs. What's that? Throw a JS in there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying if they if they're trying them out, there are other ways to try them out too. Yes. Um, what do you think about Britt Baker and Tony Schiavone doing their uh, two person act on commentary? It's it's growing on me. Uh, the you know Tony holding up the Starbucks cup or the Starbucks esque logo with yes. his face and Tony spelled incorrectly was a uh, how that mug was not on pro wrestling tees the next day is beyond me. Yeah, I know T shirt company. Come on, yeah. live up to your hype here. That well, I would well I wouldn't have bought one, but I yeah. know people. I'm sure people would have. Uh, but yeah, the the Britt Baker bit is um you know it's it's getting over. I feel like she could have turned it up a little bit more. I feel like she was being a little bit subdued. And the thing that really killed me is like they introduced her in the, um, in ring introductions were happening. And this is my biggest fucking pet peeve. Whoever was working the audio for that bit had her mic turned up as she's fidgeting with her fucking oh, headset. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> So yeah, all you yeah. hear is that as she's trying to get ready. And I know those headsets, because I've used them, and, you know, you got to get it, get it on your ears the right way. You can adjust the the way it sits. You got to move the, the, the microphone down, and it's a lot of that. Yeah. It's really fucking annoying to listen to. So Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm only ever fine with that type of noise when it's like someone gets pissed off and leaves the booth or something like well, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. That's when it makes sense. But come on, that's that's some Bush League audio shit right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't. Don't turn it up till I actually uh, have the headset on. Anyway. Yes. Um, so then we went to an interview with Nyla Rose. Who the hell knew Nyla could cut a promo? That was a great promo. I, I loved it. Like, it was, you know, it was a little edgelordy in its content, you know. Uh, well, you know, you got to you gotta play up to what uh, uh, to what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and I'm fine with that. Just, you know, I, I think we've talked 
if we haven't talked about this before, just like I feel like sometimes, especially on the indies, there are some people who like lean on swearing and stuff like that just because it's like it's the easy way to get a pop. And there was a little bit of that there for for you know my taste, but I thought Nyla came off like you know she was. Uh, basically the big thing that everyone in the women's division now has to go after. Yeah. Like she just felt like she was going to be the imposing destructive force. Um, Chris coming out was awesome. Big Swole coming out just muddied the gears. I like Swole, but it just was like, well, why the fuck is she out here? Like I, I, I could understand putting Statlander in the mix because she just won a match and it, right. and it feels like that's direction. Swole being out there just so like, oh, there's another lady too. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. It muddied it a little bit. And then, you know, Chris Statler kind of just stood there while Nyla Rose and uh, Big Swole got torn apart or not or held apart rather. Yeah. Um, so she was just kind of like, OK, I guess I'm out of here for nothing then. I mean, yeah. I always like seeing Chris Statler on screen. So that's uh, that's good for me. So that 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 ass. <laughs> then we had nice. John Moxley and Jeff Cobb. First things first, I loved that they subbed out Tony Schiavone for Taz as we needed a, a suplex expert on the commentary booth for Jeff Cobb's match. Yeah, and and it kind of made sense cuz he was out there conducting the interview with Nyla Rose, so we had to, you know, go in the back and 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 you know, uh regain his composure after that uh yeah. that, you know, whatever just happened. So it, it made sense timing-wise. And yeah, Taz talking about, you know, low centers of gravity and mm-hmm. and arching the back on suplexes and stuff like that, you know, was perfect. I I really enjoyed that. Give me Taz, Excalibur and Shivani and I'm yeah. over the moon. I I was just about to say I can't believe I'm saying this in 2020. Taz is a great commentator and I really yeah. like him. I I want him in the booth more. Um, uh, a note about Taz in a minute. Uh, I'll, 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 after we talk about the main event, just something okay. I thought was funny. Um, uh, but Moxley Cobb was awesome. Just a great yeah. match. It was everything I wanted their G1 match to be, but it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, just good fire between both guys. Cobb looked like a beast. Mox, mm-hmm. you know, uh, was basically the fiery baby face you need him to be, you know, getting all the all of the attacks in the midsection that was taped up from the prior week's attack and, and all that. And, um, you know, he came back with fire. He got that, you know, the fluke pin, yep. uh, which made both guys look good. Um, made Mox look crafty, made Cobb look like he could have, you know, continued to win anyway. And, and there were little things in there that I love that Cobb did, you know, going for the two and then picking Mox up because he didn't want the win because that's not his job. His job is to hurt Mox. So, right. um, I, I just thought it was really good. And, uh, I hope the rumors of Cobb uh, being given an offer are true because I would love to see him in AEW more. I, I thought he was very effective in this. Yeah, and um, you know he's a he's a beast in the ring, tossing uh, Moxley around. And I was a little you know leery when they started the whole Mox Jericho bit. I'm like, wow, we're a long way out from Revolution, and they've done a really good job at not doing the same thing week to week. You know, mm-hmm. luckily Jericho has the inner circle. So there's a lot of people for him to interact with. Yeah. Um, but they've, they've, you know, they've done a good job of sure. They've beaten them down uh, over the past couple weeks, but yeah. that's to be expected. But in terms of, you know, progressing the feud and, and adding to the build of when these two finally get in the ring together to, to blow off this with this match, you know, it, they've done a really good job of building the excitement for that. Um, 
which is not an easy thing to do, as we see yeah. WWE botch that on a weekly basis. Yeah, um, I, I mean, kind of then, in, in microcosm, you know, the way that AEW books was represented in this, because when the match started, Jericho, uh, uh, Hager and Sammy came to ringside. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, God, is this going to be like some sort of stupid schmoz or whatever? Yeah. But it said, hey, give them time. They'll let it play out. The match ended clean. You then had Jericho. Uh, Hager and Sammy get involved and that led to Dustin running out and then lights go out. I, of course, Sabu assume Sabu, not Sabu (laughs) instead to an absolute stone cold Steve Austin level. Jesus pop. It's Darby Allen, which I know. Holy fuck. I mean, when you you got Taz exclaiming how loud a pop got a guy got, I mean, Jesus. Um, Yeah. And instead, it was this great build to revolution. You had, you know, the the three guys who have matches with the other three guys all brawling. It was just big to do. And, you know, the crowd went apeshit like it was it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Every, everything about it was and it made sense because, you know, those other feuds have been building and Darby Allen hadn't been there, quote yeah. unquote, for yeah. the past couple of weeks. So that was why he couldn't, you know, uh, in, intervene. And the match with uh, Hager and Dustin hadn't been announced to the prior week. So that's why they didn't yeah. come out the week prior. You know, yeah. all the stuff made sense. Yeah. Um, and it did a good job at, at adding to the build. And I'm, you know, looking forward to all three of those matches at uh at revolution which yeah. were i guess we should probably do a, I, a I was gonna say I, I i think our, our patreon episode is probably have to be a preview although yeah. I, I feel like a match or two is going to be added to the show probably yeah this week um I, I think that's what we'll do for patreon so if you're not a part of that hop on it you'll get our thoughts at the uh, uh as to what we think the AEW revolution card's going to turn out as it sits right now right um but uh after that uh match and segment we had I'm going to go ahead and just lay it down. I think this was one of the greatest tag matches I've ever seen on pro wrestling broadcast television. Man, this was my shit. (laughs) Kenny Omega, Handman Page defending the tag titles against the Lucha Bros of Pentagon and Ray Phoenix. Um and we say tag match, we use that lightly because yeah. this is basically a tornado match with all four yeah. guys in the ring the majority of the time. And I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it had everything. The, you had the melodrama between Paige and Omega. Yep. You had countless fa- uh, false finishes, but not in an overdone way. Like, you had these false finishes that you really honestly believed was going to be the finish. I, I think it yeah. was when... Um, uh, Penta hit the Penta driver, Penta driver on, on Kenny Omega. and yeah. yeah, Phoenix had done his corkscrew thing on the outside to Paige, which is normally how they finish matches. I was like, oh shit, yeah. they're going to run Lucha Bros yeah. against Bucks in Chicago. I, I legit thought that's where we were going. They had me and one, yep. two, like millimeters from the mat arm pops up crowd loses the shit. I pop up off my couch. Like <laughs> that's where I'm at in this. Like this was so good like this was fantastic we've talked a lot about how good um phoenix is how good pentagon is especially now that he's toned down the number of times he zero meters uh during a match we've talked about how omega has kind of taken a step back but when he needs to be he's still one of the best in the world and how page has gotten over with the crowd since the launch of dynamite this was 
everything firing on all cylinders. Like the, the, this was amazing. This this is why yeah. I love pro wrestling. Like the. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, 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 no, I'm that's just, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm falling <laughs> over myself with uh, positive words here because it was so good. It was such a blast to watch. I really like the tandem You Can't Escape uh, bit that uh, Paige and Omega are doing yes. now. Yes. I love how this match had callbacks to their prior tag matches and even the Omega uh, Pentagon match from All In. Yes. We're all out. Which all one in. was it? All, all in. in. Um, you know, with the uh, uh, trying to do the destroyer on the apron spot. Um, was it? Fe- I think in this Phoenix like dove over the top rope and and Rana uh, Omega off yes. the apron onto yes. the floor, which was absolutely fucking killer. There was yeah. so much n- nonstop ridiculousness in this match, and it was just a fucking delight. Yeah, that was. It was just. It, it's up there. I probably put it a little bit of mm, uh, fuck. I was just trying to say I was put it a little bit above undisputed era and uh, browser weights. I think I will, uh, yeah. but that's mainly for my love of Penta and Phoenix to just yeah. edge it out a little bit. Definitely on par uh, in terms of craziness. And again, it was a lot of shit packed up into not a super long, drawn out sort of situation, which helped it out as well. Yeah, it just for the best in the game right now, doing what they do yeah. best. I mean. <laughs> It was so good, so incredible, so crazy, so ridiculous. And uh, if if there's one match now that I can point to, if someone's like, "Oh, what's AEW all about?" I'm yeah. going to show them this match. Like yeah. it, it is, it is a, a perfect encapsulation of what the dynamite product is, and I I, I adored it. Um, and then we had uh, a few video packages, the official announcement of the AEW action figures. We yeah. had uh, the uh, confirmation that next week, 30-minute Iron Man match, Pac versus Omega, which I'm not sure how that's going to go over on TV. Uh, basically, I, I was thinking about this the other day. How is Kenny Omega, a guy who builds around near falls, going to work in an Iron Man match where you actually have to have falls? Yeah, well, you don't have to. That's fair. <laughs> fair. Uh, you you don't. I mean, this I, I don't know the 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 thing that's weird about it to me is commercial breaks. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen an Iron Man match with commercial breaks. Yeah. Um, they which will is probably necess- go pitcher and pitcher for some of it. Well, yeah, but I watch it on a replay, so I won't oh, get. That's true. I Shit. won't get that. Um, you know, but I feel like I don't know. I. I I'm kind of t- uh, torn between I I kind of want a fall to happen on during a commercial break and yeah. I don't because yeah. I feel like it would be an interesting thing like you know this is such can't miss action you have to watch it live to get the picture in picture because yeah, you missed yeah, the yeah. fall sort yeah. of thing but also for me I'm like fuck am I gonna not be able to see a fall if this happens I, I'd imagine if they do a fall thing? during a commercial break they'll probably do picture in picture do, on the show and right. show a replay or whatever yeah but but you know still yeah. um. Who do you think? Uh, I mean, does does Pack get his win back? Do you send Omega into his tag team def- title defense on uh, the following Saturday, uh, convalescing from his uh, from his L so. on Wednesday? I think so. Okay. I, I I think that uh, Pack goes over in this, if just so Omega basically has a reason to lose that match, and whether it's because he lost that match and loses the tag belts. 
he gets frustrated yeah. and turns against Paige, or Paige turns against him, and there's a reason why Kenny was weakened and took the fall. Like, I, I think there's there's storyline justification there. Uh, but also next week, we're going to have uh, Best Friends against Butcher and Blade coming off of the um, Battle Royal. We're going to have a six-person yeah. tag with... Um, the uh, uh, Jurassic Express against uh, Inner Circle, uh, and we're going to have is that Sammy and Pride and Powerful. Or um, did... Let me double check which trio it is. One that, that would make the most sense, I guess. Uh, I don't think you put Hager in there or Jericho. Is... Yeah, maybe Pro- put Cobb. Proud, Powerful, and Guevara against Jurassic Express. So that's risen be... from the dead. Sammy Guevara. Yes. He really is a Spanish god. And there's going to be the <laughs> official way in between Chris Jericho and John Moxley, which basically will just be a crazy promo segment. But I was going to say, you really want Chris Jericho to weigh in on live TV right now? <laughs> I, you know what? I will say that this week he looked like he trimmed up a bit. Yeah, I mean, look, he's still uh, still looking pretty good. He yeah. posted a, a photo, I think it was on his Twitter, of um, him on the first Fozzie store, uh, tour. Yeah. And you saw, you know, it, it was Vintage Jericho. Obviously, you look at any of his matches around that area, you see how he was built. But I was like, damn, man. He was a fucking uh, – he was pretty much an Adonis back then. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, age is uh, a factor. It's what it is, man. It is what it is. Hey, I – Feel another year older right now after drinking yeah. all that whiskey last night. Oh, so sure. uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, that's definitely a thing. But um, but yeah, I guess we'll get into to more Jericho mocks on our predictions. But I have an idea as to where things may be heading. So you definitely want to head to the Patreon and check that out. Sounds awesome. So then we had our main event of the evening. Cody going against the debuting Ooh. Wardlow in a steel cage match. First things first. We got our first look at what AEW calls a steel cage. I liked it. I, I thought it looked like a, a modern version of like the WCW style steel cage versus like the big blue WWE cage or that sort of thing. I I, I like I like the chain link. I like the big uh, easy to climb barriers mm-hmm. on the corners. I like the height of it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like how uh, as we saw how easy it was to stand on top of it, which could lead yeah. to a lot more fun over the years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, overall, I, I liked the the look of the cage, and I the only thing that kind of stood out to me is that when Wardlow threw Cody uh, into you know over the ropes into the cage yeah the cage kind of buckled out enough that it looked like yeah. cody may have fallen all the way to the floor yeah um which could lead to some dangerous uh situations yeah, uh, yeah. if they don't uh, adjust that for future matches uh that was really the only um you know not complaints but little fickle thing that i found about it i love the fact that they're not doing escapes yes. for the finishes i love that it's a it's just a, a no dq pinfall or submission finish situation because that's kind of what a cage match was designed to be yeah <laughs> but uh this was our first look at wardlow in the ring he came <laughs> out with mjf to uh to a ridiculous over-the-top entrance theme yep uh, rocking a singlet um i thought legit when he came in uh man bun aside body-wise he looked like early brock lesnar like he looked like you know next big thing brock lesnar a little bit taller, I think, isn't he? He might be, but just like he, yeah. he looked big yeah. and no, cut and had, mean yeah. and beastly, uh, which made the fact I don't that lo- I was going to say the fact that he used the F10, I thought was kind of funny. Well, yeah, I, I didn't love the singlet. Um, yeah. I don't know. It just didn't seem like it fit that body type. I don't I don't know. It's like 
I feel like trunks or you know uh, shorts or would be would be better suited for him. Getting a text uh, from Kenny Omega right now. It yeah. like. <laughs> no, it's 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 Mark. He's texting me some kind of wrestling thing. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's uh, I don't know. That that was a, a slight uh, fickle thing that I found yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, but I did love the F10, and it looked it looked cool as shit too. Like, yeah. Put an extra spin and just an extra little twirly whirly on it there. Yeah. A flippy deal and twirly whirly. That's what you come uh, to the rough house for. Exactly. So, uh, unsurprising. By the way, thank you. I forget who it was. Whoever tweeted us about the flippy doom promo. Uh, really enjoyed that. Um, uh, unsurprisingly, uh, Cody within three minutes was blading and uh, bleeding into his blonde hair. Not a so shock. obvious. Like they yeah. totally didn't even have him on screen for a significant amount of time. I was like, yes. okay, I get it. Um, but this was just you know uh, basically. Uh, an old school style cage match cut into a 10 minute chunk. Um, you know, yeah. uh, they, they hit all the highlights. Wardlow looked like a beast, which is what you wanted him to do. Cody looked like that fiery baby face. Um, baby face. Uh, there was, there was a really fun moment where, um, Cody was coming out of the cage where the door was open and MJF was yelling at Arn to slam the door on Cody's head, just like he did his dad, which I thought was fucking great um and he thought about it but then he threw the door in the other direction hitting mjf mjf ate a lot of shit on this show by the way not just uh taking the cage door to the face but he also ate a chair shot or three to the ass from yeah he's got got enough padding back there to make it okay he's got a he's got a thick turd cutter back there does mjf yeah, but uh, unsurprisingly, Cody ends up going over. He hits the crossroads for near fall, then does what Cody Rhodes does in a cage match, climbs to the top, and just goes for an, well, fuck this shit, <laughs> moonsault. Man, I mean, yeah. he had zero hesitation. Yeah. I don't know if it was, you know, just get it get it over with. Uh, I don't know if it was that, that's the what it was. TV tv time remaining or he, uh, or, or what he uh tweeted that he went up you know to get an idea of the height earlier on in the show uh-huh. uh or, or before the show earlier on in the day before the show and he realized yeah. how high it was and it scared the shit out of him <laughs> so basically he just went for it and all the credit in the world for a guy who's apparently greener than dog shit uh yeah. wardlow caught it perfectly like yeah and, and the way he caught it it looked a lot of times sometimes moonsaults look like oh it's just like a weird you know gymnastics maneuver that yeah. looked like an offensive maneuver it looked like he you know just came down with cody came down with all his weight on wardlow and took him down and could legitimately knock somebody out for three seconds it was it was very very believable yeah um and it's another you know it's not a commanding victory over wardlow i saw yes. somebody you know bitching online about both jeff cobb and wardlow losing their debut matches yeah. but they were both kind of fluke victories yeah. or losses um so there's cody still... rhodes isn't gonna be able to dive off of a 19 foot platform every week or whatever it was. yes nor would he want to, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. He had, a, I think, he fractured a toe or something yes. like that. He broke his um, big toe. <laughs> yeah, still, still cleared for action. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I give the guy all the credit in the world, Cody. Man, he he went up there. He's he's fully committed to this, and you know, putting his body on the line for yeah. it. Um, it, it worked really well. Uh, the celebration and ring with Brandy and Arn running in, and then they went off the air. And did you catch the promo? That's what I was going to talk about. So yeah, uh, Co- they put this promo online. Cody cut this great 
fiery baby face promo about being in Atlanta and how he's across the street uh, from the Omni. And it was, you know, the first time that he learned, you know, about his dad being a big star. And uh, it was this great, wonderful, really endearing promo to the Atlanta crowd. Um, If you haven't checked it out, you should. Uh, It is on, uh, I think it's both on their YouTube and their Twitter. Uh, I know for sure it's on the Twitter, Uh, but it's on YouTube. That's where I watched it. But the bit I wanted to mention, I I don't know if you watched all of it, but the bit at the end where Excalibur was singing about doing commentary on AEW dark with Taz to the tune of Cody's theme was one of the best (laughs) things. I missed that part. Coming up. We're doing dark. Like, <laughs> oh god excalibur seems like he's having such a goddamn blast doing this gig right here um you know it it really is a perfect fit because he really knows everything about what's going on in modern wrestling and how uh everything has evolved to the point uh and you know he's the anchor of the commentary team and you know he's happy to be put in this situation and given the opportunity to one sit across from tony shivani or sit next to tony shivani and jr but two to you know he's i'm I'm happy i don't i don't know the guy i've never met him i you know i barely i aside from some pwg clips didn't know much about him but i'm fucking happy for him no he's uh i excuse me as i oh yeah there you go yeah as i uh as i had a nice little coffee fit on mute there um, mm. he's actually a guy who I've, I've met a handful of times and he's like the nicest guy in the world. So it's, yeah, it's really cool to see, you know, him be able to succeed like this, but yeah, uh, if anything, watch that promo cause it's great, but then stick around because there's, uh, just a fun bit with Excalibur and Taz, uh, left on the video. Um, are you dying? Are a you little okay? bit. I'm a, a, like, I'm a little bit dying a little bit. You sound like you're dying a little bit. <laughs> it's clearing up. <clears throat> there we go. Um, yeah. but it was. It was just a great episode of Dynamite, just a great show, just absolutely adored it, loved it, loved it, loved it, and yeah, uh, if, you, if you've if you never watched AEW Dynamite before, uh, A, why are you still listening, but B, um, <laughs> you know, this was the episode to check out, and uh, yeah. it, it was just great, and it, it has me even more excited for Revolution uh, this coming weekend, um, excuse me, uh, yeah. Other stuff this week, New Japan, we're in a few different shows. I know, Chris, you didn't get a chance to watch any of it yet. I haven't watched no. all of like the big matches, but I can tell you uh, Tamahiro Ishii and Shigo Takagi for the Never title. Yes. Fantastic. Absolutely Definitely on my it. watch list. Shingo's my dude. We all know this. There was also uh, team coaches against uh, Rapongi 3K for the IWGP Junior heavyweight titles. That yeah, was super fun. fun. Really enjoyed okay. that. Uh, really, the only thing that kind of hurt it was it came after the aforementioned Shingo and Ishii match. What? Uh, yeah. Kind of weird. Put that card together. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah. And then um, also we have new IWGP heavyweight tag team champions as the Golden Aces. That's what they're calling themselves. Oh, I love that. Uh, they defeated the god so abushi and tanahashi are now your iwgp tag team champions i haven't seen that match yet nor have i seen i heard the nakanishi uh retirement match was really fun so i might give that a spin but uh great great weeks here in pro rest and i told folks we were going to finally try to get to this hang on got my notes here all right ladies and gentlemen we are halfway through week three of the XFL. No, we're what not. I want See to you guys do, later. I, I, wait, hey, I, we're good. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at Rough House SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. 
become a donor to The Rough House at patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod- House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. El Torito brand salsa, the only salsa meant for midgets. It comes with half as much corn, half as many tomatoes, and a half portion of freshly grown bell peppers, half as spicy as other salsas on the market. El Torito, the only dip worth the chip of the short ones. El Torito.